What's up, all you beautiful people? Welcome back. This is another Strange Happenings, always trying to bring the strange for you guys. Coming right back. And, uh, you know, as always, uh, the bro host, Bub. Hey. I'm your host, Mikey, and Stoner, and Disbro, and Master Control. Holding it down. Holding it down, making everything look and sound amazing, like always. Mission Control. Uh, this is a, we had a doubleheader tonight. We just did a recording with uh, Mike Cobb. Who specializes in expatriation. Uh, yeah, living abroad. Living abroad. Dipping um, your toes in the water, finding out what that's like. Trying to find, you know, alternatives. If you're ever thinking about living abroad, uh, focused in Central America. Ended up being a really interesting, awesome conversation. Pretty good. And I learned a lot of things about how dope Nicaragua is, Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah. But... Uh, a lot of really good information, but that's going to be airing actually on YouTube on Thursday evening. We're not real yeah. sure exactly what time. Probably going to be around like 9 o'clock, uh, but we'll be hanging out in a hotel room. Um, uh, we have a gig in Florida we're going to be heading to, and then so we'll probably be chilling in a room with it up on a TV, hanging out in the chat. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So Thursday evening, keep your eyes peeled on all the social media platforms for all the stuff coming out about uh, the episode premiere on YouTube with Mike Cobb. And then that'll actually air on the, the audio platforms, I think, in a couple weeks. Yeah, it'll take a minute. Yeah. So um, that was really fun. And uh, first of all, Bob, how you doing? My head's too hot. What's happening? That hat's too hot. There you go. Whew. There we go. It's good now? Yeah. Okay. Too hot. I think it was because I went into the other room for a little bit. Well, here's and like the thing, some dude. of the heating and cooling. The weather in here. has been horrid here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was so cold and so wet and windy. And it just like I walked out of the house with with uh you know, just a rain jacket on. Had to go get my winter coat. Oh yeah. I'm like, it's May first. But no. what are we doing here? Not planting daisies. Looking forward to going to Florida. For, don't put any uh, don't put anything in the ground yet. Might have a frost yet. Who knows? We might get snow next week. Who knows? I'm over it, bro. Anyways, we digress. Um wanted to uh shout out again all the folks that have been writing reviews in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah, we thank really, you. really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, a lot of seen a lot of five stars. So I like that. Wow. That's cool. Hey, thank you. That's we appreciate uh, it. Unbelievable. And, um, you know, thank to everybody in the Facebook group. You know, we uh, were back with another episode of Strange Happenings. Last week was really cool. So yeah. we've got some good stuff coming up on the horizon as well. Um, some some other episodes that I think you guys are going to love. Yeah. Um, some of them will be live streams. Some of them will do YouTube premieres, yeah. uh, which we did with Burton. Yeah. Uh, with Burton's episode. That was really fun being able to hang out in the chat. Yeah, there's and a little bit of strategy we've got to do, you know, yeah. sometimes to keep things churning with, you know, we do have downtime. We talked about that yep. last last episode, too. Of, yep. But uh, we try to keep the coffers full so that we can keep pumping out good episodes. Yep, that's right. Um, but with that said, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else we need to announce or talk about. Uh, there is one thing, a little bit of local news. The Ohio Bigfoot Conference there you go. is this weekend. It's actually this Saturday. And uh, if you, uh, you know, uh, anybody, I know there's a bunch of folks and in, in creators that I've been chatting with that are heading to Ohio Bigfoot Conference. Uh, Bub, we're trying to get you out there. Although what, what time it, does it start? It is sold out. Oh, God. Just a heads a up. Um, anybody but, sneak me in there? <laughs> well, just 
I'll put on a badge. We'll have or to give a buzz to, to one of the uh, the Cryptus boys or Tim from Bigfoot influencers. I, I'll, I'll even work for a part of the day. I'll work for an hour. Hey, volunteer. I'll, yeah, I'll do a volunteer. And a bunch of other. stickers out. Yeah, I can do that. Pamphlets, direct people to who's speaking at what. Right. You know. Come on now. Yep. Let's get this happening. But uh, OhioBigfootConference.com, I believe, is uh, the website. And if you guys want to uh, learn more about the speakers and stuff that are going to be coming out of there, I don't know if they're shooting any video out there, um, but uh, it'd be cool to, you know, see what's all happening out there this weekend. But, uh, <clears throat> and that's at Salt Fork State Park Lodge. And even if you guys have never, <clears throat> you know, Ohio Bigfoot Conference, but that lodge is sweet. I've never been that there. That area is really amazing. Yeah, I've it, been there. There's a lot of Bigfoot activity over, you know, for a lot of years. Maybe I'll go full black sheep and infiltrate that event. <laughs> Get stuck on the media antenna. <laughs> as long as you're not hanging out with the Rastas backstage. Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, God. The, the Rastas backstage. Um, so we got the speakers out there are Renee Holland, Cliff Barrickman, Adam Davies, and David Baker, uh, David Bacara. There you go. So some great speakers out there. Um, really cool stuff, but little local news. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to make it. We're going to be gigging in, in Florida, but we're trying to get Bub out there. I'm going to try to sneak in there. Hey, who, <laughs> hey, who, uh, who was it said they had a booth out there? Maybe I could go and, uh, uh, Shanghai aboard his ship and then say that I'm working <laughs> with his booth and then I could go around. Yep. Or maybe I'll just hey, help him work his booth and then and I And by could the way, we haven't it. said what's up to all the folks in the chat. Flutch, Jay Lamb, Chibop, Chibop, Stuggy, uh, Stoner's dad is always, always supporting. Uh, what's up, y'all? I always love that picture of the raccoon, too. <laughs> I love it. Um, hey, JJ Rose, what's happening? Uh, been Eric from Uncomfortable has a booth there. Oh yes, yes. Oh, Eric Bigfoot. Yes. Hey, uh, I was JJ. With Eric yesterday, and and they're gonna be out there. Hook that, hook that up if you can. Just say hey. Uh, somehow put put me in the front. <laughs> My real name is Justin. <laughs> He'll carry is, your luggage. Look, look. Yeah, I will. I'll come in. I'll grip. <laughs> and like that's yeah. Not a we far gotta drive. get you in there. We'll get I can you make in it there. down there. Yeah, we'll get I'll you bring in my there. GoPro or something. We or need I'll, somebody uh, to rep the strange road. Yeah, how big I'd be down for that. I mean, it's Saturday. It's one day. That's great. Um, yes, that'd be cool. Uh, talking to Eric yesterday about a couple other things, and um, you know, uh, JJ Rose, one of the listeners, and some folks are trying to come to Serpent Mound. So we've been kind of <clears throat> trying to see if now you're not going to be there. You'll be gone. Yeah. I'm just thinking maybe I'll drop my dog off with Rolo. I'm sure. Just for We're that always day. happy to have Ruben, even though I won't just be there. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we can make that happen. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to have to make that happen. Um, That's so, awesome. Ohio Bigfoot Conference. It's sold out. Sorry, you can't actually go, but I guess we're just be aware. letting you know that it's happening and there's a lot of good speakers out there. Uh, but unfortunately, it's sold out. Got to get that brought to a live stream. At some I think point. it's the largest Bigfoot conference in the country. Got to bring that to a live stream. Could be wrong. Well, that would be cool. Um, but we can jump right in if you would like. Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you yeah, want me let's to go? do it. You want to go first? Sure. I don't care. Uh, so, go you know, stick, real, real quick, I, I don't know if we're covering this because I haven't delved in too deep, but did you see that there's another balloon? There's a lot of a lot of everything right now. No, no, like another one like over Hawaii. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. 
I just had to I just had to ask because I was like, you know, what the hell? When is it going to stop? And it, I mean, the, there's probably always been balloons, but now it's just in the media. It's probably just stuff like that Bader they've, they've, never, syndrome. they've never talked about it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. No, it's just the, the they're going to talk about it as some kind of way to misdirect real things that are happening. I don't know. Oh, yeah, oh, smoke I don't and know. Mirrors? It's just always been going on. Why smoke are they just all talking about it now all of a sudden? I mean, I we know, know people that have put pretty insane balloons up. You're not wrong. Recreationally, well, for scientific reasons, I'm not going to mention their name, but... Great. Um, you know, Mylar balloons. There's yeah. a lot of people putting balloons up in the air. We know a group that was doing some serious research with Mylar balloons. Fair enough. Okay. And so when this individual was found out by NASA to be doing this, they weren't too happy. And so I think there's a lot of people. Flat Earth. And including, including China and Russia. I mean, I'm sure everybody's got balloons over each other's country all the time. You think flat Earth is why NASA was upset? No, stop! You're trying to get me upset. <laughs> You're trying to get me upset. Damn, you almost had me yelling. Um, <laughs> no, he goes. No. By the way, if you guys haven't listened to uh, the Kill the Mockingbirds episode on Tartaria. You should oh, go check that out. Good? I listened to it today. I'm check it out. Um, because Joel and I have had conversations about Tartaria, and I, I've been pretty open public. I think it's a whole, like, you know, it's like the flat earth of ancient civilizations. It's, it's not your cup of tea. It's kind of a psyop to me. Like, there's a lot of truth, I think, to some of the things they talk about. But it's like anything. It's a misdirect. Like, we have so much cr- amazing ancient civilizations here, right here, in our own backyard that no one knows jack shit about. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you have this mud flood civilization that just kind of appears out of the internet. Uh, it's all very fun, and I wish it was true. But I tend to think <laughs> that these things are true. some kind of a misdirect. It's I'll a tell sleight you what. of hand. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. I watched a video on, I think it was Twitter, and it was a, a physics experiment where they took this like sealed double bulbed glass tube right and in the middle it had a um it had a valve and on one side of the glass tube in the in the bulb he had like i think the gas was like bromide and then the other side of the tube he had a vacuum right a negative just like when you get a blood draw at the hospital when they have that needle in your arm when they get the blood out it's because when they hook that little tube up to it the vial itself is negative negatively sealed like it's been like vacuum sealed so when you hook it up to that needle, yeah. that thing is like, yeah, without having a plunger because it's already charged right. that it, way. It's ready to. It's so he like, takes this big glass bulb with the valve in the middle, and he has this gas, and you can see this gas. And when he turns it, all the gas rushes to the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next thing they show is the Earth and space, and space is a vacuum. Right. Why aren't we? Why isn't everything just getting sucked into that vacuum off the planet because right now? Because our like ionosphere and our electromagnetic stops a vacuum. I, I don't know. I mean, That's we have I'm lots saying. of shit What's happening. What's stopping that? There's levels to our. I don't. I mean, 
fuck, I don't know, dude. I'm not a scientist. It was weird. It sounds. I, I, I mean, that's why I was like, maybe this flatter and stuff. Maybe I don't know enough. Stop. We might have to go, dude. No, you're a little late to be getting on that train, <laughs> bud. Come on, I got the Sasquatch train. Hey, I got on that uh, real late. Hey, I was. I've been open minded, and I'm still open minded on Tartaria. I just have. I have feelings, but uh, I. Uh, you, you don't hunters, want to go with Alex Jones to the edge of the ice shelf. Alex Jones is not a flat earth guy. He, he was trying to prove to Eddie Bravo that there wasn't. He's like, oh, I'll pay millions of I'll, I'll charter a ship from uh, what was he saying? Basically, Patagonia. He was going to charter a ship That's to he, yeah. to Antarctica or wherever and yeah. to go to the ice to yeah. prove to Eddie Bravo yeah, that, funny. that he that flat earth wasn't real. He's like, it'll cost like twenty seven million dollars. I'll pay for it. <laughs> that's when he was drinking a lot. Oh, God, that's funny. Uh, anyways. Oh, man. No, no, that was when he first came back and was on Rogan, I think. Maybe it was. But anyhow, we'll just jump into these. So we got uh, first uh, first uh, entry. We have odd UFO photobombs, motocross riders in Peru. So this is from coasttocoastam.com. And we have a video with this as well. But uh, a, pe- a peculiar picture from Peru shows a puzzling UFO that appeared behind a group of motocross riders as they gathered for a group photo. According to a local media report, the odd image was snapped on Sunday afternoon in mountainous region of the countryside of the city of Tarma. When one of the writers looked at the pictures later the following day, he was stunned by what he saw in the photo. During the segment, they insisted that there were no shenanigans behind the image and suspecting that the anomaly could be alien in nature called upon experts to investigate the case. So, hey, let's see this. Does this, uh, do we have the video play? Okay. Whoa. Okay, I mean, you can't say there's not something there. I'm trying to think of the guy's name that loves to debunk stuff. Michael Shermer? No. I'd have to look at Twitter. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's I think tough because it's so far away. I think away you'd say it's a bird. Sh- it's shot on a, a cell phone. Like a bird in, in flight where, like, the wings are tucked, and so it looks, yeah. like, very flat and, like, I don't know. I'm the not saying is, it's is, nothing. <clears throat> the really interesting stuff, we'll, we'll, there's a lot of videos, actually, that we're going to be covering. Um, I agree it's a UFO. It's a flying object that's ident- unidentified. It looks like a cigar shape. You know, you, you kind of hear about those. It's a t- maybe a Tic Tac or that's more like the cigar shape UFOs that you hear about where they're kind of elongated, stretched, c- cylindrical objects. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so is that one good? You want to move on to the second one? Yeah, so the, the, there's like, I, I kind of like Kyle. Kyle put this together today, the format of this, and, yeah, this and he really great. tied it all together. So this this first whole kind of piece is just covering all these different lights and the photo yeah. with that. So I'll hit this next one quick. There's another one. Strange orange lights in the night sky cause widespread speculation from PlymouthHerald.co.uk. Um, the sudden appearance of strange lights near Plymouth and Cornwall, England, which have appeared in the night sky this week, is causing widespread speculation from an alien invasion to a strange phenomenon. Plymouth resident Jay Treby said, For some reason, I think Paul off the movie has just arrived, and I think they have come to take us over. Um, can someone explain what this is? There's three of them. I think we're being attacked by aliens. We need to call the troops in. Also observed by Valerie Mainwaring, she said, Can anyone tell me what these are? They are stationary in the sky and do not move or drop. So, whoa. That's so strange, man. 
That like the, the I feel like the sightings and intensity are just kicking up more and more. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, so these these looks like I'm gonna have to guess that all of the lights that I see are orbs. You're seeing that, four lights here. No, those are, are just listening at home. There's more than that. There's one, well, two, three, four, five, six. So there's eight. Okay. If you count all the little ones and the big ones, it looks like there's eight. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if those are street lamps. I guess well, no. Because for those that are no just other, listening, there, it's there's completely dark three or four uh, lights that are clustered together that are up a little bit higher in the sky. And then in the bottom, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what are you showing me? <laughs> um, no, there's more than three or four lights. I was oh, saying there's like eight. Here's, here's the video. Which yeah, I mean, that's so it's really, really pitch black. Mm-hmm. You can see the reflection of what maybe looks like a farm silo or something off in the distance. So that's what I'm saying. You're in the countryside here. It's really dark. Yeah. There's no city street lamps. There's no street lights. But this camera's rolling, so they must have seen something happening. I'm assuming we're going to see these these orbs. It's pretty weird. Start to oh, there's one. Yep. Just nice. a glowing light. There's. Right in the center of the screen. Well, it looks, looks like, like they're kind of appearing off of the larger st- structure, which appears to be two or three lights to the left and to the right, but it's all where one. Are you, where are you getting three lights to the left? Um, on the the main craft, I guess you could say. That bottom thing? That's mm-hmm. the earth. That's a house. All that stuff on the bottom? Okay, so that's I That's not lights. That's structure. The lights are just above it. The other so, stuff is like a house or a building or a farm or that's what I'm saying. It looks like a grain size. You know what? It's like reflecting it. in the air, like shooting like way up in the air. Okay. Uh, no, I don't well, think so. Well, it's pitch black around it, so it's hard to kind of tell what that is. Yeah, I think they're looking straight off in the horizon. I'm pretty sure because you can see the horizon line there off. It's hard to see it, but there's a gradient shift. So they are looking at the horizon. Yeah, and for those listening, check out this PlymouthHerald.co.uk and it's uh, called Strange or- Orange Lights in the Sky. We'll have all the links in the description too, guys. Yeah. Like um, I said, look, that's what I'm saying. Those are all just above the ground. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Man, that would freak me out. I'd be really interested, but I'd be kind of concerned. You going to do this next one? Sure. Uh, the next one, viewer shares video of mysterious lights hovering in the night sky over Las Vegas Valley. So this is 8newsnow.com. Viva. This is a local channel eight news website um and we have a video with that too it says uh, bill said he was in his backyard at about 9 p.m when he noticed the lights in the sky northwest of his neighborhood and started to record he thinks the lights were over the strip in the old downtown area i've seen tourist helicopters flying around the strip before but this was so much bigger and brighter he said it was weird the lights hung out for about five minutes or so and then they were gone uh, Annalis Air Force Base spokesman Friday said no training was conducted over the valley at, uh, the previous night. A. Harry Reid Airport spokesperson also was unaware of any activity that would produce strange illumination in the night sky. That's strange illumination for sure. <laughs> that is wild. So what are we oh, looking gosh. at here, Bub? I mean, it's you can see the night sky of Vegas mm-hmm. from very, very look far how, off. This look is how like bright that is. How many miles off though from Vegas are we looking here? Ten miles? 
five, ten miles, I would say. Yeah. Easily it's five. It's hard to tell miles. west because everything's so expansive. I would you say five I mean? mi- but the strip lights and stuff, you, yeah. if you're not on the strip, you're far, you're not, you know, you don't have that it's kind of light like around here. It's not miles and miles long. They're probably five miles away at least. And it looks like there's this big broad congregation of like three, maybe four or five lights in a holding pattern just over Vegas. Yeah. But they're blinking kind of in sync. It's not a plane. Let's put it that way. It's <clears> no, not, a, that's not a plane. massive. It's not a helicopter. You see the moon up there to the left, right? Yep. That's massive. That's a, it looks really big. Pretty effing big. But see, the, the for those that are listening, this thing is hovering. It's not really moving. It's kind of going up and down a little bit, kind of bobbing. But the light pattern that it's flashing I is incredible. It. I don't even know if it's bobbing up and down. <clears throat> it's just staying there. Well, the camera's <clears throat> a little shaky every time, though. But You don't think it's kind of moving no. up a little bit and then down a little bit? I don't know. Maybe it's no. just the... The I'm looking camera. at the I'm looking at whatever is off to the left. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that peak is. Yeah, I see what you're saying. A house roof. I'm mm-hmm. just looking at that to see if looking it, at the horizon yeah. too. It, but it's an it, optical illusion. It's fuck it's messing with my eyes because of yeah. the way that those lights are moving. I'm like, oh, it's it's the lights. It's making you mm-hmm. feel like it's maybe. What is it with Vegas? Down. Is it like the the the, the if you were flying in a spaceship intergalactic buzz bug yeah. zapper looking place, they well, all yeah. show up like ooh. They're probably flying by and like, dang, what's that desert with a giant glowing thing in the middle of nowhere? They probably think it's a spaceship themselves. They're like, hey, right there's our friends. What the hell is this? It's a landing strip. But it's just the strip. Uh, interesting. Really cool video. That's wild. Uh, this next one. Authorities in Texas uncover... A, here we go. Another cattle mutilation. Uncover seventh cattle mutilation just case. in good state. And this is another Coast, coast AM. Um, not if they get out there quick enough. Uh, the sheriff's office revealed that a seventh mutilated cow had been found on Monday in like... The unfortunate animals that preceded it, it also had its tongue removed in a similarly skilled manner. Strangely, they also indicated that the nec- uh, the necropsy uh, on one of the previously killed creatures found that it had actually died of pneumonia, which only deepens the mystery as it does not explain how it wound up losing its tongue in such an odd manner. Oh, God. It's just very questionable in my mind. Livestock company owner Vernon Goldry said, noting the array of the oddities surrounding the cattle mutilations, such as the lack of any blood at the crime scene, nor any sign of struggle. Doesn't make sense, he, he mused. It just leaves a big question like, how? Oh, wow. What is really going on here? To that end, the incidents have led to renewed speculation that the phenomenon may be alien in nature. While cult activity has also been put forward as a possible source for the slayings as well. I think that's a smokescreen. Cults are not mutilating cows. I think that's a smokescreen. And they're not just going to leave them there for you. uh, Yeah, that's too big. They can, you know, sacrifice a chicken or a goat. Be a lot cleaner. Yeah, they wouldn't just cut off a part of a cow and leave it there. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, cattle mutilations, they're back. Oh, yeah. What's going on here? They never really left. Yeah. I don't think they fully left. Well, ever. the 90s was, like, insane. I mean, there was so many cases of cattle mutilations. I mean, that was kind of even before the Internet and everybody was hearing about it. Hard, line, hard copy, like I said last week. 
so many uh, mainstream media channels covered that when I was a kid. Um, right. So we can move on to this next one. Oh, wait, there's two videos with this. With the next one. Yeah. Okay, so this is uh, one that w- when we actually had those gigs around the time when we got a little busy. Yeah. This is not super current, but I thought it was 100% worth covering. Yeah, it dive is, in. Uh, these new UFO videos declassified by the U.S. military. Um, and so uh, basically never before seen UFO videos have been declassified by the U.S. military during a Senate meeting. The first video was captured by a Reaper drone and shows a mysterious orb flying in the Middle East in 2022. A statement from Aero, uh, AARO, said that this object was not displaying anomalous behavior, but it still had not been identified. The second video shows an object filmed in Southeast Asia, filmed using a uh, MQ-9 forward-looking infrared video sensor. Sounds very advanced. Uh, the video shows an object flying in and out of frame. The Aero is uh, AARO is currently examining 650 potential UFO cases, which that went up from their original right. what they came forward, and we actually covered that. They came forward and said it was like 350. Well, no, it's actually 650. Um, about half are currently being prioritized due to them being particularly notable and anomalous. Scientists working at AARO are working to improve data on UAP so that any security threats can be identified. The office was first set up by the Defense Department July 22. We know about that. So let's check out this video because this is pretty compelling. It's wild, dude. And the quality is pretty good. I don't know if you can go full screen on. There it is. Oh, yeah. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, check this out. Um, I mean, it's just. Pretty wide open. Yeah, and then they they crop in scene with a uh, distant, mm-hmm. far off object being tracked by some form of military camera. Yeah, infrared. Is it a FLIR? No, infrared. That's what FLIR is. Um, I th- forward looking infrared. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I mean that's what I would think it is. But I but, thought FLIR cameras were um, show you like the color image. Maybe it's the same thing. Right here, this is interesting. Yeah. So what we're looking at here, that's definitely the first weird. part of the video is is a small little dot kind of moving through, but now they kind of could they punch in on this thing. Well, here's the thing though, it's and, not making a heat <clears throat> signature propulsion. That's why the FLIR, when they look at it through these, they're always confused right. because they can't tell how they're moving. Well, it looks solid dark. And it dark. just looks like a little peanut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It looks like it's going pew, 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 pew. See the energy it's giving. What off? is that? Now look, you can what is see that? a halo around it too. There's some kind of energy or what light. What is or, that? That's what I'm saying, dude. This is really weird. So you can see like it's... it's, Dude, like, what is... <clears throat> it's got this field around it. But what halo. are those little shock waves coming off yeah, of it? Yeah, and they're spitting out shock waves out to the left. What the... Again, all these links will be in the... It's in moving from left to right on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's either they're having a tough time keeping the a lock on it or it's speeding up and slowing moving. down. Because they're like there trying it to catch right it back. and then it kind of goes out of you and goes... because well, Right there. You see how the camera right there in the middle, it focuses perfectly. But do you know what, do you know what those little... The designs coming off it look like? 
And it looked like all the paintings. What is that? It looks like all the paintings from like old times when you're like, oh, there's there's Jesus and Mary. And then you're like, what the hell is that it's in the corner? It's, a, oh, it's yeah, these yeah. weird like yeah. almost diamond totally. star shaped patterns. Yes, yes. What this one's interesting. Freak? So this is a color image. What's that? Um, basically like a, I'm guessing a satellite image or. Um, oh, I've seen this. Something from a drone. But it's a, a tracking system, and it gets the camera gets a hold of it and starts tracking this thing. I've seen this, and now it's following it over. The, and you got dirt below, and boom, there it sees it, and it's this, <coughs> and it's flying. It looks like a metal basketball, and it's hovering pretty close to the ground. <clears throat> and Whoa! Then, and then this one is from. Is this the same thing? Yeah, it's just replaying. No, no. Is this the same thing from the video we just saw to what we're seeing now? So there's Are two these videos. two different things? This is a Middle East. This one's in the Middle East. Okay. The one What's that the we watched What's before was from Southeast Asia. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that wild? Craziness. Jesus. Um, wow. So there you go. New UFO videos declassified. Strange happenings. Not a weather balloon. Didn't that's, appear to be a weather balloon. That's not a weather balloon. <clears throat> that's not a weather I'm not a meteorologist weather. or a climatologist <laughs> or any ologist. <laughs> but did you just say I'm not a meteorologist? I am uh, not. Okay. But I, I'm pretty sure I can spot a balloon and that's not right. I don't know what that is, but that was freaky. That video was really Give me cool. chills, right? The video was really cool. Um yeah. Then you got an eleven year old who got a physics degree and plans to make humans immortal. It's great. <laughs> and this isn't, you know, this isn't David Ike.com and not saying that he's not <laughs> not saying he's not credible in certain regards. Hey, I love David Ike. I he's a, he, he's an earth hero. He might be one of the OGs of the strange for me. <laughs> because I got that book, The Biggest <laughs> the Secret, biggest was secret. one of the first things, and I went, What that, is this? That's a, if you dive into that. When you're like 20 years old, it changes. Yeah, which I did. That's almost exactly when I got it. But anyways, I digress again. But this comes from blogsciencenatures.com. And a a child prodigy, age 11, has risen in status to become one of the youngest ever college graduates after earning a bachelor's degree in physics from Belgium's University of Antwerp. Hailing from the uh, Belgium city of Ostend, Lawrence Simons earned greater distinction than any other students after graduating with an astonishing 85%. In addition to completing the course in just one year as opposed to the conventional three. It's quote, I don't really care if I'm the youngest. It's all about getting knowledge for me, said Simmons in a report from the Dutch newspaper De Telegraph. This is the first puzzle piece in my goal of replacing body parts with mechanical parts. Immortality is my goal. I want to be able to replace as many body parts as possible with mechanical parts. I've mapped out a path to get there. You can see it's a big puzzle. Quantum physics, the study of the smallest particle, is the first piece of the puzzle. Simons went on to say that acquiring and applying knowledge are his main objectives in life, the second of which will require that he work with the best professors the modern world has to offer. But bizarrely, he also wants to look inside their brains and find out how they think. An Instagram account that the Simons family uses to showcase the activities of the prodigy son has more than 51,000 followers which means the family likely won't have problems growing the boy's brand, networking him with like-minded professors, and guaranteeing that he has every possible opportunity an aspiring physicist could possibly want. He's going to be talking to the chicken nugget guy that was making the... (laughs) (laughs) Growing cells. The modular body chickens? Him and General Krang are going to pair up, and this 11-year-old boy... 
is going to be Furby the- Chat GTPs, GPTs. That's crazy. The Furbies and this kid graduated in four, a forces. year at the age of eleven. Yeah, with a bachelor's. I'm forty. I still don't have a bachelor's. It's okay. I, yeah, no, it's. I'm just saying, like, I'm not getting one. Still, I'm not trying for it. But man, right at eleven, good for it's you, amazing. buddy. And look at him. He's relaxing, hitting the beach too. Hey, the guy knows how to play hard and work hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that kid's got way more stress in his life at 11 years old. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's just that smart where all this stuff is so easy. It just clicks, you know. He's playing above above the level that all of us think is. Like movie references click for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how physics work for this kid. <laughs> Brain just can I get a doctorate? Right into- can I get a doctorate in movie quotes? <laughs> you already have a you know multiple PhDs. You're the uh, MD of movie quotes. <laughs> Doctor movie movie quotes. Um, bring you back to life. <laughs> uh, were you good with that one? Yeah. Okay. Cool. You want to do this next? Yeah, one? this one's cool. Uh, this next one: scientists discovered never before seen brainwave uh, after reading an octopus's mind. This is, <laughs> we're getting into strange territory, folks. I like how you just did the nice pause there. Look at me and went. Not DavidIke.com, <laughs> LifeScience.com. You know, uh, pretty reputable, uh, Yeah. you know, uh, science article here. By surgically attaching electrodes to octopuses, octopi, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, researchers have been able to peer inside the, uh, cephalopods mind for the very first time. The wow. groundbreaking study captured the first ever brain recordings of a freely moving octopus and was performed by implant, uh, implanting electrodes in the animal's brains and connecting them to data loggers under their skin. Octopi possess a brainwave that has never before been seen in animals along with other similars, uh, similar to those found in humans First of their kind brain recordings reveal uh, that, I mean, that's wild. I mean, they've been studying our brain for a very long time. I think they have, you know, probably most of our brain waves logged and recorded to now all of a sudden. You're telling me that there's some kind of frequency that octopus are are activating or working on that we don't have a capability? But here, here's even beyond that. Wow. I think the ultimate scary part is when we go something Octopus out there. Octopus are aliens. Not just that. They can think like we do. Oh, dude, they're super crafty. Certain, in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But then they have this. It's kind of like dolphins and how they have their own language and their brains are like five times bigger than humans and like they're smart as all get out. Like we still don't understand their language. Like no. we just think that we're the smartest. Yeah. We don't know for sure. Uh, the recorded brainwave patterns surprise the scientists in a number of ways. First of all, the researchers discovered brainwaves that were very similar to those found in the human hippocampus. Right. Alongside the more familiar brainwaves, the researchers also found ones that they had never seen before in the recordings. Long-lasting and slow, they repeated just twice every second. Scientists aren't sure what these mysterious brainwaves are being used for. Octopus are the other... And the other cephalopods have long been studied because of their intelligence. 
The animals possess remarkable memories, excel at camouflage, and are curious about their surroundings. They have been observed using tools to solve problems, and as the ripple of colors that flash across their skin as they sleep indicate, uh, basically, are they're even thought to be able to dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure octopus dream. Dogs dream. Yeah, definitely. My dog dreams all the time. Dude, Rolo sleeps underneath our bed and then starts having a dream. <laughs> and he starts kicking and going, woo, woo, <laughs> And it's like thudding on the bottom of the bed. It's like, bro. Every now and then, Ruben will let out a full-out bark. Yeah, it'll I've be heard, dead quiet, and all of a sudden he'll just bark, and it scares the ever living piss. I know. I've been. Remember, I told stop. That stops your heart. I told you a, a few months ago when we had Ruben at the house. But you said there was a raccoon. I'm saying was, when he's sleeping, sometimes he'll bark in his sleep. Okay, yeah. But dude, that night that there was some animal outside, we Lost had the windows open, and it was like two in the morning, and he, like it, it pierced. Through like that sound just hit so hard it woke everybody up. We were laughing. He can't help himself. Oh my god, dude! He can't help himself. Hey, what if you were at G- Goodwill and you thought I'm gonna buy this cheap knockoff bust, and and it's just cool, it looks Roman. I'm gonna put it in my house, and you found out that it was and a two thousand year old Roman bust. Unbelievable. Isn't you that know, crazy. A good friend of ours would probably be the guy that would find that in a Goodwill. Which one? You know. Oh, oh, God. He probably has two of them, <laughs> not just one. But this comes from WSBT.com. It says, 2,000-year-old Rowan bus sold for $35 at Goodwill is heading back to Europe. The discovery of an ancient Rowan bust at a thrift store in Austin, Texas, go Austin, is coming full circle as the sculpture heads back to Europe. Purchased for just $35 from a Goodwill store nearly five years ago, the Rowan bust was determined to date back to the first century A.D. Rome. Wow. The work of art belonged to a museum in Germany and was likely stolen during World War II. Wild. I mean, yeah, there, there was Germany. another story of somebody finding a, a copy of the Declaration of Independence at like a uh, thrift store, like behind Dude, a picture. Antique Roadshow. You ever watch that show? Oh, get out. Yes. PBS. I watched the episode when they aired it, when the it's guy crazy. had the collection of the jade mm-hmm. that was worth millions. Yeah. It was all like imperial jade. His dad like was some like some dynasty in Japan. His dad was in the army. Yeah. And while he was over there, somebody that could get in and get this stuff. Yeah. In wherever they were was sneaking it out to him and he was buying it on the cheap. And then just, you know, his kids like, yeah, you know, I got all this stuff for my dad. I had no idea. The first piece was like 200,000 estimation. <laughs> the second piece was like three or 400,000. The third one was even more like he was like in the last one. It was like a million, couple million dollars. This worth. makes me want to be a thrifter. Oh, dude, I could get in so much know, fun. Go garage sailing, thrifting. Right, but build in a couple. That, in that instance, though, I don't know that you're getting any money for it. What do you? They have to give it to a museum. I didn't see a byline where the guy that or guy or girl or whoever that bought it uh, at Goodwill got any kind of uh, yeah, you know, finder fee. Anyhow, whatever. You want to do the next one or you want me yep, to? I can do it. Go for it. Uh, so we got 1,800-year-old ritual mass discovered during uh, monorail, a monorail construction in Japan. Heck, yeah. Wow. And all that interesting.com. Looks like Loki. It, yeah, it does. It looks like... Uh, Jim Carrey's going to pop out of that. <laughs> looks like the mass. Somebody stop me. <laughs> um, Still a great movie. Milo. Uh, 
you know, that really launched, um, what's her name? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Oh, that absolutely. really launched her career. Mass. Absolutely. That was a huge, huge movie. Movie for her. She played a great part in that movie. Mm-hmm. She's funny. Yep, she is funny. Something about Mary. Oh, I just that was the next one. Yeah. <clears throat> God, that movie's so, so wrong. <laughs> that movie's so, so ridiculous. <laughs> you could not make that movie now. Tropic Thunder. Something about Mary. <laughs> watch something about Mary, dude. Go back and watch that. Something about Mary's pretty rough. <laughs> it's got some. It's got some. Got some pinch points. Um. So we got get your mask. Yes. So during preparatory excavations for the extension of the Osaka monorail in Japan, archaeologists came across a number of stunningly well-preserved wooden objects. Of these, the most remarkable is an 1,800-year-old mask that was likely used in ancient rituals. The mask dates back to the uh, Yayo period between 300 BCE Yayo. and 300 CE. Uh, a turbulent time when Japanese society transitioned from hunting and gathering to agriculture. This highly significant period of Japanese history saw the proliferation of wet rice cultivation, which in turn led to a more gregarian society. Then people started living together in permanent communities. What role the wooden mass played in these new social dynamics is unclear, though researchers hypothesize that it was meant to represent a god in an upper echelons of society. Okay, so the mask is made from cedar, resembles a human face, two holes in the eyes, and one in the mouth. It's 11 inches long, 7 inches wide, and uh, a perforation on the side that may have once held a string to tie the mask in place. Oh, sure. This thing is really, really cool. Um, It does kind of look like some of the things that they find here in Ohio and mounds and stuff. Kind of has that kind of vibe. There's it's a lot creepy. of really weird artifacts that. Yeah, it's definitely creepy. Yeah, very cool. But just come across something like that, dude. How wild would that be? Never know. You know? You never know. Could like happen. To, to dig up like a really ancient tablet or something. That's my dream. You want to yeah. hop in the portal with Joel Thomas? Go ahead. I want to hop in the portal. It, you know, my ultimate dream would be to find something like. Some ancient scroll or text or like tablets that have never been, you know, what is this? Uh, that like, would like, be unbelievable to me. Okay, that so would be what if you dream. find it and it says, like, it's a cuneiform everyone will, tablet? Everyone will say it's a fake, and I'm sure it'll No, no, let's say you find through. it though, and, it, and it's got uh, the information of what kind of grain they had stocked for that winter. What if it was some. I'm yeah. just saying, if it's really old and it's just that, like you could find something like Depends that. Depends like, what language it's in. If most it's ancient of the time, Phoenician and you find an ancient Phoenician tablet or something yeah. like that in Ohio, and I found something like that, that's what would blow my mind. If it was Phoenician. If it was something like really outside, the people that weren't sp- mainstream weren't supposed to be here. Like the GE Kincaid been, and yeah. uh, the Grand yeah. Canyon story. Like how wild would it be to find a really oh, out-of-place well, sure. artifact? Sure. You know. Just start digging. Yeah, good point. I mean, <laughs> Tom. Yeah. We got to hit Tom up. Yep. Uh, last one we have is dead birds get new life. Ladies and gentlemen, birds aren't birds real. Birds aren't real. <laughs> this is our public service announcement. This is also really and you know, weird. 
but <laughs> go ahead. New Mexico researchers developed taxidermy bird drones from Reuters, <laughs> Reuters.com. So scientists in New Mexico are giving dead birds a new life with an unconventional approach to wildlife research. A team at the New Mexico Institute of Mining and Technology in uh, Socorro is taking birds that have been preserved through taxidermy and converting them into drones in order to study flight. Taxidermy bird drones, currently being tested in a purpose-built cage at the university, can be used to understand better the formation and flight patterns of flocks. That, in turn, can be applied to the aviation industry. The current taxidermy bird prototype flies for a maximum of only 20 minutes, so the next stage is to figure out how to make it fly longer and conduct tests in the wild among living birds. Yeah, dude, if I was a bird cruising out there, yeah, I mean... I'll tell you this much. Those birds. If I was a Excuse bird me. cruising out there. Yeah, I mean. Oh, that should be. If I, if I was like a hawk. Yeah. First off, these things are, are going to need to get a little bit more shifty than just flying in a straight pattern. Yep. Because hawks are going to tear mm-hmm. them up. Yeah, for sure. Like they're going to dive. They are going to crush them. They already do that to drones. Yep. Just drones. Yeah, for sure. Because they recognize stuff in the sky, and they also are opportunistic hunters of like, hey, man, if that looks like an easy-picking, dumb-looking pigeon, I'm going to eat it. So I I would imagine uh, good luck with those. You're flying them indoors, but you put them outside, they're getting messed up. I also... Once again, this just makes the internet go nuts with the, the birds aren't... Which, I you know, started out as a joke, of course, but you know how many people probably... <laughs> Bought into the, you're familiar with the birds aren't real. I think at this uh, point you could say anything me. and it's going to come true at some point. Right, it's a good point. I li- just I, the fact that somebody made up a meme about and started the birds aren't real conspiracy and now like, like we have in the future there's going to be some kind of like drive-through cheeseburger spot that dolphins run in the middle of the ocean and you take your boat to. How about that? Is that speech? I don't know where to go from there, Bob. That's probably what's going to (laughs) happen. Once we can finally communicate with them, (laughs) they'll open up their chain of restaurants across the high seas. Wow. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) That's all we have for you, folks. That's a wrap. (laughs) That's it for me. (laughs) No, that was a fun one. That was great. Uh, Thank you, Stoner, for putting that. Absolutely. uh, All these together for us this was a really fun episode yeah um again birds aren't real not real research they're not real (laughs) do your own research we know it now uh (laughs) thank you to everybody in the chat yeah everybody in the chat nancy stoner's dad necro everybody go you know follow we saw the cryptid huntress in here oh really i can't see it because uh we Uh, got full screen on the video that's why i accidentally had my sound on that was me oh that was my i hit me i always wonder how that happens I start hearing myself and I'm like, I start getting like really self-conscious, like what's happening now. I feel like Garth, when Wayne left the set, I'm like, I'm having a good time. (laughs) McDolphin Uh, with cheese. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Robin Blake, uh, Jay Lamb, all you guys in the chat. Uh, And, you know, go check out Cryptid Huntress. Uh, Jessica, we uh, are getting through a couple couple gigs and things, but we got to connect um you know to come on space.radio we're trying to get that set up uh with the cryptid huntress jessica so jessica that would be a lot of we're fun. gonna make that happen let's um, rock just a heads up if you're still here hanging out with us um but again 
go check out Necro Mechanimal post uh, episode edit that he does and is he does a great and, and job has been doing this for months now for us yeah and we we really really appreciate him and so you know if you guys want to go follow him and and check out all the ridiculously ridiculous uh post-show Funny images that he makes yeah that, that uh that come out of our <clears throat> episodes somehow we usually share them i usually share them in my story um like yep. immediately because i just start cracking up yep it's but like either uh, on the way home or in the yeah, first, you you'll know. see it if you follow us, but definitely go follow him too. So. Oh, for sure. Um, for and, sure. Uh, who else did we have in here? We can shout out. Well, hey, I'm Sister Cindy, hello. But bored not to run. Okay, awesome guys. It's JJ the usual Rose, suspects. Eric from Uncomfortable. Yeah, thank you guys for popping in. We appreciate it. Yeah, we had some uh, new listeners tonight. It looks like so. We appreciate the heck out of all you guys. We're signing out. This has been another Strange Happenings, trying to bring you guys the strange. We appreciate the uh, guys in Mission Control. Yes, absolutely. Making it happen. As always, uh, thank you to Stoner and Disborough, and we're out. Later, guys. Peace.